Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Well, not really Angie Austin, but her friends are here. Hey, it's producer Moose filling in for Angie today. She is uh, out and about at a conference rubbing elbows with the bigwig, so she left me in charge. And I have my good friend therapist Lisa here in studio for Therapy Tuesday. Hi. Happy Tuesday. How are you? I am very good. I know where she trusted us with the helm. I know. It's like, you know, a little bit scary. I didn't know that uh, Pastor John wasn't going to be here till the very last minute because he emailed you. We forgot right. to click reply all. So it's like, oh, hey, curveball. But that's all right. That's the name of the game here at, uh, you know, the good news and radio as a, as a whole, I guess. So how you been, Therapist Lisa? How's the family? You know? They're good. And we got some snow today right yes. after 60 degree weather. Mm-hmm. So that's Colorado. See, we call it the bipolar state, right? <laughs> You right, but that. it should be. Does Colorado need therapy and some uh, medication? I, I, I think it does, right? But so it could be gone, you know, by lunchtime it tomorrow. It probably so. will, and we'll be in our swimsuits and stuff. Except at my house, because most of my yard is north facing, so it could be there until the Fourth of July. Right. See, we don't have. We have the what is it? The south facing house, or mm-hmm. so it melts. We're good. By sunrise, new, it's gone. Right. right? So, yes, so our backyard is like a foot of snow, but our front yard is nice. Very nice. We went up to uh, Essence Park, uh, YMCA over the weekend, right. and there, the, it was windy and kind of chilly, but not a lot of snow. But, you know, it was, it was fun to get away and just, uh, you know, just hang out with the family. My sister and her son joined us, so it was very fun. I haven't been up there yet, so did you have a good time? Oh, it was wonderful. It was our first time in a cabin. Normally we get a lodge room, uh, but the, the cabin just you feel more independent and less like you're in a hotel and it's more like a house. My daughter kept calling it our new house. How cute. And then when I, when there was time to pack up and leave and says, it's time to go to our old house. Uh, (sighs) Okay. She was bummed. (laughs) That's when you know it's a good vacation. Yes. Right. And uh, you know, Angie goes up there all the time and her kids say it's better than Disneyland and her kids want to move up there. And so, so my son's going on a secret, um, school outing. The teacher hasn't told them, but it is to the YMCA of the Rockies. Nice. And they are going. What is that? Like um, sled with the dogs and stuff. Oh, dog sledding. Very yes. cool. So they don't. She hasn't told the class. So it's going to be a surprise. Very fun. Our friend Martha Sortland, who's on the show from time to time, who's the marketing person up at YMCA of the Rockies. She actually helps out with that team of okay. dog sleds. So unfortunately, I wasn't available enough to be able to connect with her, but I left a note for her. So thank you, Martha, and YMCA of the Rockies. For having a great, uh, you know, great facility, and uh, it's really fun. I think you know um, my in-laws are actually my brother-in-law and his wife are going on this weekend because there's like a big mountaineering expedition thing that they're going to, and then my mother-in-law is like, "Oh, it's a great place." So instead of going camping, we're going to go there for a week. So it's a it's a great fun. place. Fun. I have to get up there. Oh yeah, bring the whole family, and yes. uh, I will know, be there. Very fun. So you know we have. Um, it's even though it's nice here in Denver, other places are very snowy, and I know that sometimes it's just. Uh, like just gray for the month of January into February and cold. And a lot of people are battling, you know, the winter blahs. 
what in your um therapist opinion is the best way to you know push through yes there's spring is right around the corner in a couple of weeks we have daylight saving time but there's still the winter blahs how do we what, Get out what of that yeah a little funk you know, I think it's get moving, do something fun. And it can, there's definitely the seasonal depression we've talked mm -hmm. about in here, but also the sun really, when we don't have sunlight, it really can affect us chemically. So definitely if you're in, in a situation where you're feeling really depressed, go seek medical help because maybe there is something physically going on with you. That being said, get moving. I know it's hard when it's cold. The last thing we want to do is go outside. There's a lot of weight gain during the winter. We store up kind of like the squirrels. So just get moving and do something fun. But we've talked a lot about volunteering, how that helps, you know, reach out. Don't hibernate because the more you hibernate, that's where the depression can feed on. Right. And if you say you don't have enough time to like exercise, uh, Dr. Joe has a great uh, six to 12 minute workout that you can do. And it's not a lot of time. Six minutes is the length of a bug's bunny cartoon it's not yeah. that long so it. you can definitely just get up and get active get your heart rate going and um you know get out and change your routine up that's why we went away for the weekend because mm -hmm. my wife sometimes gets bummed out that i work so much but she gets to stay at home but she misses me and i miss the kids mm -hmm. so we change things up and that's you know brought a new um new light new push for her to just you know keep on doing life fun and that's important get out of the rut you know we yeah. always hear that oh we're in the rut or life's a routine sometimes it's good to break routines though routines are good yes but sometimes it is like let's let's go to the mountains and go have a vacation let's go take a hike let's go take a walk you know even when it's cold let's go do some bowling you know uh, indoors that's yes. we took our kids bowling for the first time a couple months ago for bessie's hope which is some of our other friends and it was a great time just you know changing things up but you know with my having super little ones mm -hmm. routine is good breaking that routine we're still paying for it right <laughs> you know nap times were off bedtime go. was off and you know, my nephew was up there so it was just more fun and playing around so the kids are extra tired and uh my daughter woke up for preschool this morning and looked like she was hung over <laughs> <It's like, laughs> but she wasn't <laughs> she wasn't no she's three and a half years old but uh you know i was just trying to right. breaking routine it's, it's fun but then it's also it. yeah. right Right. But that's what life's about, too. I think sometimes when we're so structured, kids are hard to adapt to change. Right. Yes. So this is kind of nice. Get them out of the routine a little bit and then go back to the routine. So it teaches them that they could be flexible. Yes. And now, like, you know, my daughter is all about routine. So there's certain order that we've established of how bedtime's done in this way. Mm -hmm. It's the way mom does it. Ah. And then when I come and do bedtime, I get the same checklist accomplished, but apparently I do it in a different order and I get corrected. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know how little kids sometimes stall the actual act of going to sleep and my daughter is now she wants a in in the same order she wants a hug a kiss a double uh, knuckle bump mm -hmm. and then like if you've seen big hero six they like do this finger thing and they do that with both hands and then another high five and then the cool guy handshake that they do on full house wow and, like, it has to be in that order and it's like just go to sleep <laughs> that's a long routine yes and then you know, on top of like jammies and teeth brushing blah, blah, sure. but you know, it's, it's, and I'm thirsty, so we have to get the water, and that breaks the routine. Yeah, then well, do you have to start up the beginning? No, we have a we put a water bottle. We uh, have she has a bunk bed now, okay. so she has this like nighttime box. That's that's where her doll goes when she wakes up in the morning. That's where she has a book to read if she wakes up, and that's where her water bottle goes. Gotcha. Oh, yep. see, so you outsmarted the three. What is she? Three, four, <laughs> three and a half, three yeah. and a half year old.
or at least we try. Yeah, try to, but she's super smart. And the um, thing that she's really picked up on this week is nicknames for everybody and, like, you know, the endearing terms that we have for everybody. And she started calling me a couple weeks ago her big love. Oh. And the other day when we're at S's Park, we're driving into town, and she starts referring to everybody as her honeys. Oh. And that just got us laughing. And she's like, what's so funny, my honeys? And then like got us laughing even harder. She's like, what's so funny, my honeys? Just be quiet so we can catch our breath. That's funny. I love that age. That's yeah. a fun age. Me too. I really enjoy it. And, you know, even though she's behind on her speech that we've talked about a couple times here, she's um, in preschool with older kids. And so she's picking up on a lot of things. And each week develops more and more. And it's, like, so crazy to see like how far she develops and then like when she discovers something new but we don't discover we don't realize that she's discovering it like these endearing nicknames for everybody just when she busted out it's absolutely hilarious because you did not see it coming but it's great that uh, you know my daughter has a safe place at school to learn these things and having my in-laws like we all live in the same neighborhood uh there's this place over in london called a place to be and duchess kate you know who's you know beautiful and married to prince william and is pumping out 10 million heirs to the throne two <laughs> <Too>. <laughs> close <laughs> she uh has this she's uh, an ambassador for this place called place to be and it's a place that uh, you know if you ever move to london find yourself there that helps kids uh with emotional issues mm -hmm. to adapt and be able to conquer you know what they might be able to um whatever comes across their path so let's take a listen to this and her uh, talking about this place called a place to be Every child deserves to grow up knowing their potential and feeling confident that they won't fall at the first hurdle, that they cope with life setbacks. This resilience, our ability to deal with stressful situations, is something we begin to learn in childhood as we respond to each challenge and problem life presents. Do you all talk to your friends about your feelings too? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Are they helpful as well? Do they help you? Sometimes it does help, doesn't it? But other times there's things you probably don't feel you want to share with your friends, but at least you've got an adult to trust, to trust and to, to help you. Many of us are incredibly fortunate that the issues we face in childhood are ones we can cope with and learn from. But for some children, learning to cope with life's challenges can be a struggle. Place to be has helped me a lot. If it wasn't in the school, I don't think I'd be able to cope as much. <clears throat> Place to be seems like a uh, almost big brother, big sister sort of organization. And I was thinking about my own childhood, and I had a mentor all throughout junior high and a little bit in high school, and then I had a new mentor um, my latter three years of high school. And you know the the wisdom that they taught to me, the just the focus and other things that they taught you know you can't tell your friends some things it feels like you you know even though you should be able to tell your parents everything sometimes it feels like i want to be guarded and i can't but having that extra outlet is uh, is that something healthy to do as a as a therapist you know have somebody maybe outside that but might have a i don't know not that you're hiding something from your parents but like have an agreement between mentor and parents you know definitely and that's why a lot of kids go to therapy and you know i don't do anything magical or well, I like to think I do, but or, or ask the the amazing questions. A lot of times, you know, when parents sit in my session, they're like, hey, I asked that, you know, my child the same question and they open up to you. So it's sometimes it's just so great to open up to someone that it isn't your parent. It isn't a teacher. It's someone removed, maybe a mentor, um, someone they can relate to in a different level. It is very important, you know, that that, that mentor and the parent 
do have a relationship. Not that they're going to share everything right. because then the kid won't share. But obviously, if there's anything important that they need to share, safety issues or any concerns exactly. like that, of course. What I love that what she's doing is she's bringing to the forefront that it's okay to talk about feelings. How many times, like especially you know, going back to you know when I was a kid, boys are supposed to be a, a certain way. You know, you fall, get up, don't cry. You know. Um, it's not manly to cry. So here it's all of a sudden she's asking people, how do you feel? That simple word, you know, or question, I should say, opens up people to talk like, oh my gosh, someone cares about my feelings. How awesome. I had one of the guys I worked with at the church down in Georgia that I used to be with. He had a son and a daughter and they were two years apart. And when they got to be like the tween age, as opposed to saying, you know, why are you feeling this way? He would say, what are your feelings? And his son would say, like, oh, if his son was upset, what are your feelings? And his son would list off two, maybe three things. But ask his daughter the same question in the exact same situation. They'd be like, it'd take her 16 minutes to list off all of her feelings. It's true. And, you know, a lot of times we get stuck, especially little kids, you know, the typical sad, happy, mad. You know, we have a lot more feelings than that. So it's really important as parents, too, to share feelings. You know, oh, I'm really frustrated because this happened or I'm upset because of this. So in your everyday life, you could share feelings, Mm -hmm. you know, and that also gives permission for kiddos to share it as well. One of the books that I discovered at the library library was feelings but in uh, like tangible representations and like you know angry there's a bear roaring or frustrated because you know my daughter's behind on her speech as I stated earlier and she can't she doesn't know the word frustrated but there was a picture of a like a tangled up knot like so many knots and she was like saying this is how I feel I was like you feel Mm. like you can't go in a straight line that you're just all caught up and like yes this is me that's great. And so it's really cool to see like how far we've come to be able to help kids with their feelings. But there was this video that went viral, I think it was last Christmas, about um, how the phrase be a man has hurt a generation. And like, you know, you know, as being told, be a man, walk right. it off. So you, you keep everything bottled up, but then eventually the bottle's going to burst in Definitely. some way. And that's with a lot of people. Or the same thing, don't play with dolls. Like, boys have to play with the fire trucks, right? Right, right. But look at as a father. How do you learn to, you know, hold someone and be sincere and all that? You know, I mean, it's kind of nice to have that father who's very, you're a very involved dad. And Mm -hmm. look at doing the fist bump and the hugs and all that stuff. You know, that's important. You're involved. It's not going back to the roles where mom does the child raising and dad just goes to work and brings home the money, you Mm -hmm. know. And it's cool to see, you know, my daughter, very girly girl. So she really didn't have many quote unquote boy toys until mm-hmm. Toby came along. And now they share like fluidly. Toby got a whole bunch of cars for Christmas and that's what he really likes. And so my daughter as we'll dive into in a little bit of um creating community to play with her brother will play cars and she ends up that she likes some of his toys too. Right. And you know, because whatever older sister has is sacred, therefore Toby wants to play with dolls. Right. And so they they go back and forth and you know, you see all those moms lately that have the baby carriers that they carry the babies on the front or on the back. Mm-hmm. Well they have doll versions. Mm-hmm. So my daughter's had one for a while. So we got Toby one for Christmas and when we were out and about walking around town at SS Park, they're both carrying their babies and so got a lot of compliments on it a lot of other moms who carry their babies you know talked about it with my wife because that's what she does on the side is helps out moms with cloth diapers and uh carriers and all that jazz but let's go on and listen to part two of a place to be with duchess kate 
While we cannot always change a child's circumstances, we can give them the tools to cope and to thrive. Through my work in areas like addiction, I have seen time and again that the roots of poor mental health in adulthood frequently stem from unresolved childhood issues. This needs to change. Schools are uniquely placed to provide emotional support, working with children and their families. This is something that place to be understands. I am incredibly proud to be their patron. When you were younger, did you have place to be? And if you didn't, did you ever dream of something like it? I would love to have had it. I think everyone would really benefit from having something like a place to be and being able to talk. This Children's Mental Health Week, we want to support schools to prioritise the emotional well-being of their students alongside academic success. By ensuring every child is given the emotional support they need, we are giving them a firm foundation for the happy, healthy future they deserve. <laughs> well, this video was uh, published about a month and a half ago, Every week should be Childhood Mental Awareness Week because, like she said, there's as a, as an adult issues that we have as an adult. The seed was planted mm -hmm. as a kid, and are you seeing that you know quite prevalent in your practice? Oh, definitely. I mean, even working with adults, you know, a lot of their root issues stem from childhood, and that's not always to blame the parent and stuff. Right. But it, but there are issues there, and it's it's more the coping skills on what they were taught on how to deal with the issues. And sometimes that's, you know, lacking. And like she was saying about addiction, when kids start to drink, mm -hmm. development stops. So you'll see a lot of adults, you know, maybe that are recovering addicts and they act like 12-year-olds developmentally or 13-year-olds developmentally because they didn't learn appropriate coping skills as a 12-year-old, as a 13-year-old. That all stopped because they were drinking or doing drugs. Because their whatnot. coping was found in a bottle. Exactly. Oh. Trauma, the same thing. As soon as trauma happens, development stops. So it's imagine like a child dealing with adult issues, you know, how do you cope with that? So there could be a lot of issues that have happened in childhood that is still affecting adulthood, even if they've gone to therapy. So there's nothing wrong with constantly fine-tuning yourself right. and really figuring out things and checking in with your kids. I mean, it doesn't have to be major issues, but it's really about opening up and communicating. Now, they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Do you find people that are you know, middle-aged or you know, in adulthood mm -hmm. that have to deal with these childhood issues? Is it easy? Is it no. hard? <laughs> it's very hard. That's where I earn my big bucks, right? <laughs> so it is very hard. And I think it comes down to how willing does the person want to change, uh -huh. you know, and we've talked about routine and habits, and those are hard to break. Mm -hmm. So it's just really about, okay, you know what, what you're doing right now is not working. Right. So let's figure out what could work and let's change some things. And so the more willing a participant, a participant is, then they're more likely to change. And, you know, say you have two patients that come to you with, let's say, similar issues. Mm -hmm. Is it 50-50, one person's willing and one person isn't? Or what's the, uh, the stats on people who are willing to change? You know, it really depends on who's making the commitment to come to therapy. So let's say we have a spat, you know, a couple mm -hmm. who, you know, typically it's one person of the couplehood saying we're going to therapy versus uh. everybody wants to, you know, we're all going to therapy, right? And we all want to. So that's a little bit harder. So one that's already made that commitment that we want therapy with the other ones kind of being dragged into therapy. Gotcha. So or kids, like bit, parents pushing their kids a, that's into a, it. You know, and I'll, I'll tell teenagers, you know, and that's a lot 
as a teenager, their parents are forcing them to come. So I'll just tell them, you know, of course, I get it. Who wants to be in therapy? Not many, pe- not many 13, 14, 15-year-olds want to be in therapy. So we kind of address that right off the bat. But then it's like, okay, now that you're here, what can we do to better your life? Okay, so willingness to change, seeing where you have the bad habits in your routine to break and be able to be willing to exactly. change things up and establish maybe even a new routine or just, you know, break, not have a routine for Exactly, a while. you know, or just make one small change you know, change can make ripple effects to other areas of your life. Like what Dr. Joe's been saying, have the best year ever by start by having the best day ever and then put all those days together and you put, you know, seven best days together, you got a week and put 365 days together, you have a year. We'll be back with the second half of Therapy Tuesday where we're going to talk about a special ed classroom that, uh, you know, is taking a different angle on things and be able to teach kids how to communicate and relate to each other and be uh, stronger in community. This is the good news. I'm producer Moose with Therapist Lisa. We'll be right back. Eight ten KLVZ, where love lives. Hi, it's Angie. Would you like to have a bigger business or grow your nonprofit and make more money for your charity? I would love to help you. If you like the good news, if you believe in what we do, we work with our sponsors personally. And I have friendships. I know everyone that works on the good news as an advertiser myself. And so I would love to help you build your business. And I would love to have you help support the good news if you enjoy it. And I love to work with nonprofits, as you know. So please contact me if you have questions. And News at gmail.com. Again, it's News at gmail.com if you'd like to partner with the good news. Hey, it's Angie Austin. I'm here with my friend Francis Owens with ARC. And Francis, you and I have been friends a long time, and you and I both wanted to do something with our lives, with our careers that made a difference. I love ARC. I've gotten to know so many of the differently abled ambassadors through you, and it's shopping with a purpose. So when we shop there, the money actually goes to help the disabled community locally, and you need donations. We need donations all the time, and we are very, very happy to come pick them up. You can easily call 303-238. Jane, which is 303-238-5263. We would love to come pick up anything. All of our sales go to help people with disabilities around the state. We raise funds for advocacy. Love it. And you can also, of course, drop things off, but they'll come and pick things up for free. And again, all the money stays locally to help the disabled community. And I love to shop there because I find great deals. You can find out more info as well at arcthrift.org. Thank you. Perfect. Yay. All right, you want to be healthier, right? What if you could get a free health assessment and you could get a number that would let you know, hey, I am really in bad shape, or hey, I'm doing really (laughs) great. Well, we've got one for you. It's a free health assessment. It's 100 questions, and Dr. Joe Arvey is here. And Dr. Joe, how do we uh, take this health assessment? Basically, just send me your first name and your last name and your email address, and we'll email this lifestyle risk questionnaire to you. And what it does, it's 100 questions, and it analyzes how you're living, how you're eating, what you're doing, to whether your health is going the the right way or the wrong way and it gives you a score and then based on that score we can go to work on making lifestyle choices diet changes things you can do every day to get that score down and get your health moving in the right direction and so you can call me at 303-349-6011 and leave me a message and i can get you plugged in that way or you can text me at the same number 303-349-6011 or go to spinegeek.com and contact us and we'll get a hold of you there and we'll make it happen but it's a free assessment and it's going to be awesome for you 
810-KLVZ, Brighton, Denver, and the entire Front Range. A Crawford Broadcasting Station. Welcome back to the good news. It's Tuesday, so it's Therapy Tuesday with Therapist Lisa. Pastor John is out. Angie is out, leaving us to, uh, you know, give therapy to each other, right? There you go. We won't take a personal that <laughs> no one's here, right? Right. We're here. The important ones are here today. Jorge's here. Hi, Jorge. Hey, Jorge. Hola. <laughs> All right, so we were talking about, you know, how uh, willing we are to change and wanting to go to therapy, how it, how it might work, and, you know, being the being willing is the biggest step, right? Definitely. I mean, and that's anything in life, right? The more willing you are to do something, that's where change will happen. Exactly. And one of the things that I think big change needs to happen, kind of taking a step back from this a little bit, is customer service. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have um, friends that do shows that have, you know, talking about having a better business and, you know, going to different places. And if I have bad business, like they have a bad attitude towards me, I'll just stop. Even if like I have my cart full or whatever, I'll just leave. And then I'll like, if I can find a manager on my way out, I'll do it. I was at the um, drive through at a fast food place the other day and wanted to get a cup of tea because I was driving a lot. And the lady said, what can I get for you? And I said, I'll have a large tea. She said, what else can I get for you? I'm like, that's it. I'm sorry. I didn't understand you. That's it. What do you mean that's it? I'm like, that's all I want. And she was like, I can't understand you, sir. What do you mean that's it? What? <laughs> so I just drove off. I'm like, hello. <laughs> it was just, oh, it's so frustrating. But, you know, I like to listen to stand up comedians. And we've had our, uh, we've had Tim Hawkins on. We have Michael Jr. But there's this other guy that I've been following for quite a while. His name's Thor Ramsey. And he has a little story about taking his wife out to dinner. The other day, my wife and I ate at Perkins. Now, if you're not familiar with Perkins, they're a lot like Denny's, except they wipe their menus. <laughs> Pretty much the distinction of fine dining right there. So they see us, and our table's sticky, right? Our table's sticky. Uh, so I asked the waitress, I go, hey, can we get a rag or something? Our table's a little sticky and wipe it off. And the waitress rolls her eyes at me, and this is when I realized she wasn't getting tipped. She brings our food, right? And as she's serving us, she knocks my tuna sandwich off the plate onto the floor. And I make this. She picks up the sandwich, walks to the kitchen, two, three, four, moments later, moments, returns, places a sandwich in front of me and says, there, as good as new. <laughs> now, I know these rules don't apply to everyone, but two of my rules are I don't eat food off of floors and I don't lick doorknobs at truck stops. <laughs> Those are just my, I don't want to force my beliefs upon you, but I apply those things to my life because they're very similar. And then I notice there's a hair on my plate. And I'm like, there's a hair on my plate. I'm not, she picks it up and goes, don't worry, that's not from the floor. That's mine. <laughs> but we're suffering from a customer service crisis, I believe, because we have an entire generation now. They've grown up without customer service. They don't even know it exists, and somehow they have all the jobs. And they all have the guitar center attitude, which is pretty much, why should I help you when one day I'm going to be a rock star? And I just, you know, I came across that clip this morning and I just thought all my frustrations came out and I'm just like wanting to write it all down and just scream from the rooftops how aggravated I was over this one thing. But there's been other times where it just met with attitudes like, hello, I've come into your place of business to spend my money there. And yet it's like you are doing your job and you're acting like I'm an inconvenience. 
You know, there was um, a show, Third Rock from the Sun. Yes, you... I love that show. And so he had one of the, I can't remember his name, but one of the lead actors, would they went out to eat, and he had a wad of ones on the table. And he's yes. like, this is your tip. I do that. <laughs> I, I could add to it, or I could take it away, yep. depending on your mood. Like Especially if it's a friend whose server is a friend of mine. Right. I'll say, this is your pile, and this is my pile. Ah. <laughs> Anything you do, I get a that I like. I go. take a dollar from my pile just just to be a jerk. But but that's you know yes. there's sometimes I want to do that exactly, and you know a lot of it comes down to I think when there isn't discipline and in in the home and teaching you know what does it what does it mean to be courteous? What does it mean to be a servant? And going away with my uh, family this weekend and my nephew who's 13 and is just, you know, a 13 year old punk overall. We had to have all these conversations about your mom asked you a simple thing and yet you said no. Be, a, you know, your mom asked you, and what Pastor John said is what I kind of started telling my nephew. He says, obey first, question second. And so that's what I started telling him. He's not my kid, he's my nephew, but I was still saying, you know, this is what you need to do. And my sister's like, that's magical. Oh. I know. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll send you my bill in the mail. There you go. But, you know, just teaching this, um, yeah, especially if you're in a service industry type job, uh, what retail or whatever, people are there to be able to get service from you mm -hmm. and to be able to understand simple things. And even with my daughter now, when she gets in trouble, I'll send her to her room or timeout or whatever. And then I'll come in and say, why are you here? And, you know, being a three, she never, she always said, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But this past week, she went to her room. I can't remember what it was for. But for the first time ever, I got the right answer. Wow. I was, I, maybe she screamed at my wife or whatever. <laughs> but she's like, I am here because I was naughty. And she okay. explained why she was naughty. And then, like, we, okay, good. Now you understand. Be able to explain, okay, what mm -hmm. do we do next time? And she's being able to understand the consequences of things mm -hmm. and being able to realize when she's in that similar situation, how she needs to act. And then when she is starting to get frustrated about things, you know, there's the not picture that we talked about earlier in the first segment saying, you know, this is how you're feeling right now. You need to be the knot. What can we do to untie the knot? And she's learning to then um, understand what it's like to be calm and to be able, okay, you need this from me. So I will do this for you. You're a therapist in the making. <laughs> oh boy. I'm impressed. That's awesome. <laughs> and so it's all about asking, asking mm -hmm. questions and figuring out how I'm asking the right questions or I'm asking the wrong questions. And there's this teacher down in Florida. He has this Facebook page that kind of went viral at the beginning of the year where I don't know if you saw, but this uh, special needs teacher who takes the first 10 minutes of every school day and just compliments the students mm -hmm. as this video that kind of went viral uh, just after the new year and this teacher uh, invites kids up individually and says you are a great student you're a wonderful soccer player i saw that picture you drew you're a wonderful artist and wow. spends like the first 10 minutes and it's called um special books by special kids and um just looking at he has all these videos and there's this one video he posted about um the questions that the student he refers to his students as friends so as this one friend of his was asking him all these questions that he knew the answer to and it baffled his mind a little bit. So let's take a listen to these questions. I'm a special education teacher. Today, one of my students did something I initially thought was mind boggling. Chris, what is an ocean? What is a mountain? He kept asking me questions to which I know he knew the answer. I didn't know if I should punish him. I didn't know if I should play along. I was baffled. What is a desert? A desert? Yes. Do you know what a desert is? Yes. What is a desert? A desert is a place covered with sand. Then I started contemplating human nature. What is the point of conversation? 
Why do I talk to people? The answer was obvious. I want to feel connected. I want to feel part of a community. So that's why we talk and be able to figure out how we relate to people. And I am a huge people watcher. I love going to a crowded place and just sitting and watching people. And when I was in college, I would always be the quiet guy for like the first two or three weeks. I'd always sit and I would just observe people to see how I fit in. But eventually I realized like that kind of stunted me in other things because the teacher would say, oh, he's the quiet guy. It's like, leave him alone. But it's not who I am. So then I realized that as I went later into school, I have to be myself first and then figure things out. Mm -hmm. But be able to experience people and ask questions. And in my DJ business, when I do a wedding, I walk around while people are um, eating and having dinner to be able to see, okay, what kind of people, what kind of crowd is this? What kind of community am I jumping into so this you know community and communication go together so this teacher is trying to figure out why this student who knows these answers are asking these questions that he already knows the answer to and he took a second to stop and think about it of how you know we do this and seeing it in his own life why he talks to people as he was saying the communication and he dives into of how he interacts as an adult with other adults so let's take a listen to part two mr chris May I ask you something? Yes, you may, sir. What kind of animals live in the Arctic? Every single day I talk about sports with my coworkers and friends. Let me tell you a secret. Come in here. I don't really care about sports that much. If I attempted to talk about some of the things I'm interested in, quantum physics, 60s folk music, beat generation writers, I might not feel so accepted. So I talk about sports because I know that it will give me that sense of feeling, community, and belonging. Jungle has trees. What else does a jungle have? Bananas. Mm, who eats bananas? Monkeys. My friend was attempting to feel that same type of connection that I seek when I talk about sports every day. The jawfish hides underground. Thank you for telling me all those cool facts. He wants to feel part of a community as much as me. Watch what happens when I encourage his behavior. Are there penguins? I think so. Waddle, waddle. Waddle, waddle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're such silly guys, aren't we? Yes, we are. Some adults and children, on the spectrum or not, may give off the feeling that they don't want to interact. I believe that's because when they tried to interact like my friend just did, they were discouraged. Instead of focusing on our differences, let's focus on the fact that we all want to be part of a community. Tigers? Ooh, what color are they? Orange with black stripes. Do you know what I love? What? Having conversations with you. You're a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So a lot was said in that. Mm -hmm. What's your takeaway from that? You know, and, and I kind of was getting that feel that that's where he was going to go. I think it's really important as people that we take that time to ha engage in conversations and, and really, you know, just kind of like what you do, you even explore body language and things like that. I think a lot of times we discount people and then it could shut people down like this little kid if, you know, he didn't have time to engage in that conversation or, oh, you already know this answer, you know, and kind of just, I have a million and other things to do that could actually prevent opening up and engagement, especially with kiddos on the spectrum. It's about relationship building and right. things like that. You know, or we're so busy to label, just kind of like you, My, I have an older son who's an observer too and can be construed as shy when he's right. definitely not, uh -huh. you know. 
So I think we also have to be really, you know, take that into consideration to really try hard not to label people, but take them for who they are, not who you think they are, and be open to engage in a lot of people in communication. Going back to our first segment with mental health, that could allow people to really feel good about themselves and want to connect with others, you know. And one of the things that uh, Robbie Yopes, who comes on the show from time to time, she um, has this marriage uh, ministry that she's doing with her husband, and she has this theory called the lizard theory. There's these uh, lizards down in Florida that when the temperature gets below 39 degrees, they freeze and they fall out of the trees. And so in any sort of relationship, there's a moment where somebody starts talking about something and you just glaze over Mm -hmm. and you freeze and thud, you fall out of the tree. And so I've had many friends like that, especially when I was younger, that you know you meet you are doing this school thing whatever and that's where your friendship is but just like all relationships eventually that you know quote unquote honeymoon phase is over and there there's more to it and i realized that there was friendships that i was trying to build but they weren't going anywhere more than just hey there friend hey you know how was that math test but just thinking what can i do to develop more relationships with these friends and there was a friend of mine who i wanted to get to know but uh, i had never seen star wars and he was a huge star wars guy so i worked something out with my mom and his mom where i went over to his house for a whole weekend and we binged on star wars and then like okay that's and now look at you now i know right he was the one who instigated it all <laughs> But then I, the guy who ended up being the best man at our wedding, he was all into hunting and trucks, which is so not me. But I said, Jake, teach me about hunting and trucks. And so just so it was a point for him to talk and talk and talk. And he just, as soon as I said that, he just would not be quiet. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just find a, in any relationship, find something that helps you not to, you know, freeze and fall out of the tree. Exactly. It's engaging. Yes. That's, that's the whole point, to engage in other people, even though it might not be of interest to you. Right. And it's all about love. And there's another video that this guy posted on the Facebook page of uh, uh, special stories by special kids. And uh, well, it's about love. He just asked this kid, one of his his friends, um, are you in love right now? So let's take a listen. We'll talk about it. Are you in love right now? Yes. Do you mind if I ask with who? A classroom cheerleader. How do you know you're in love? Because it's like you and you and you, technically, right? She's just like you? Yeah, both a different brain disorder. Speech disorder. Exactly. So, you mentioned, mentioned that she has a speech disorder. Uh-huh. Does that affect your love? No, not really. When you look at her, what do you see? A beautiful, intelligent, young cheerleader. The caption of this video is, is the boy was born without part of his brain. So he's missing a huge chunk of his brain. And yet he understands true love. That's pretty amazing because there's some people who have all their brain capacity and don't understand that, exactly. right? A couple weeks ago, I got to DJ the ARC prom with all their ambassadors. And it was their Valentine's Day prom. And halfway through, Lloyd Lewis, who's the CEO of ARC, got up and you know, did his little speech. But then he announced that there was four couples there who had gotten engaged over the past couple months. Wow. And, uh, you know, there was staff, like one of the couples was a staff member in management. And the other three were these developing disabled special needs kids. And, uh, well, kids are probably in their mid-20s. But still, two of the couples were, um, they had Down syndrome. And they're just dancing. And I was handing out business cards like, I so want to DJ their weddings. Because I know it's going to be so fun. Because, you know, even though they have these disabilities, they know love. I mean, my dog knows love. Mm-hmm. 
and it seems like you know what what's blocking you like you said you have a whole brain mm -hmm. what's why don't you love and i think that's probably it because i think love is such a you know and i don't want to discount it i think it's like that basic it's in you right and i think sometimes we could overthink things and our our mind gets in the way and a billion and other things you know we're not going back to it, being engaged in relationships right so now you know these you know young adults that you met they are so pure mm -hmm. and engaged they're not thinking oh i you know have to go shopping and buy this this and this they're actually when they're in the relationship they are communicating and i think that's you know what we forget in general we're not appreciating our partner we're always thinking of a million and one errands i have to run and things like that right and you're saying earlier in the uh, first segment how people if they start drinking at a young age that's where they stop developing so they're like at the point where they should be experiencing love and diving into that if they are you know distracted by drinking or drugs or something else is it they have the full brain but they never got to experience what that is and so that's why they're so blocked and it, off and by it's, it. it stops actually so even if you took a picture of their brain you could actually see different brain development and stuff because your your brain really doesn't fully um develop until your mid-20s anyway oh, you okay. know so um it's still forming so think of it that way it's forming in an unhealthy manner and and like and i'm not to get you know scientific or anything but basically things aren't attaching the way they they should be attached like to the frontal lobe and things that's why there's okay. a lot of impulsiveness sometimes when that right. happens and it's just they don't know what healthy relationships are because they never learned it gotcha so don't drink <laughs> right especially I mean and that's the other thing when when there is trauma get help right as soon as you can and how can people seek your help if they need it it's life support institute.com life support institute.com thank you so much therapist lisa for joining us on therapy tuesday and uh, angie will be back next week for that therapy tuesday so thanks for joining us and we'll be right back with more good news Love lives here on 810 KLVZ, loving through worship music and inspirational talk. Hey, it's Angie with the good news. Do you ever feel like, you know, you need a roadmap to your goals or you need some hope or you feel lost? Well, Carrie Conley with Infinite Nation, she teaches us the specifics, the roadmap to reach your goals and dreams. Hi, Carrie. How are you, Angie? It must be very exciting for you to help people reach their goals. It's very exciting because everybody has a vision of what they want their life to look like, Angie, but most of us walk around with it all stuffed inside and not able to get it out. And that's what I help people do. And what I find that you do is you have us write down uh, what we see ourselves doing or would like to see ourselves doing in one year, two year, three years. Right. And then you have you break it down into steps and then it makes it so much more simplified and less intimidating. Well, I think people overestimate that, you know, a baby step ha can take you a long way. So yes, I get them to take little tiny baby steps toward the bigger vision of what they want their life to look like. All right, if people want to talk to you, work with you, see what you're up to, how do they reach you? InfiniteNation.com. InfiniteNation.com. Thanks, Carrie. 
Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being. We have feelings and we have emotions, and if given the chance, we can show. And I think that ARC has done a very good job at showing that. I like it there, and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff. I like helping out different people, a lot of different people I help out. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org. It's nonprofit, and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop. And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store. Music of inspirations, encouragement, and meditation is found here on 810 KLVZ. Carrie Conley, I call her the doctor of hope. She helps people achieve their dreams in business and in life. And she's going to talk to us today about the importance of having a community, a tribe, and why you should never go it alone. Whether it's personal life or business life, having a tribe helps you. And Carrie, you have a tribe. I had one of your tribe's people call me the other day, and I thought, wow, how neat is that? The personal touch from Carrie's tribe. <laughs> well, I do have a really awesome tribe. You do. A very, um, you know, a group of people that, for whatever reason, Angie, they came to me because they believed in what I was doing and needed help with their vision and then needed help with some of their business stuff. And there's many, many different ways, you know, I work with these people, but, you know, helping them with tactical stuff. But what happens when they came in to working with me and I bring them together in groups is the thing that really surprised me the most that's really kind of taken on a life of its own is the community piece. You know, they just started talking to each other and being very transparent about where they're at in their life and where they're at in their business and sharing their frustrations and feeling like they were failing and doubting what they were doing and when they opened up to each other it just it was like you know you could just see the weight come off of their shoulders right and just being able to talk to each other and know that okay i am not i'm not the only one that feels this way everybody's feeling this way and they really locked arms with each other and kept going so i think we've just moved into this culture now angie we see it right where everybody just kind of gets behind their own closed doors and tries to figure it out on their own, and it doesn't work. You know, it's interesting you say that, Carrie, because um, a couple of my friends have been on Shark Tank, and I know one of your tribe was just on recently, and two of my girlfriends were on, oh, about a year ago, and they got picked. And I said, well, what's so great about what happens after you get chosen by one of the sharks? And she said, it's not, I think Barbara chose them. And she said, it's not even so much that Barbara works with us so much directly, but she has this tribe. And so there are all these ways to connect with all of her people. So all of these entrepreneurs that Barbara has chosen, that Barbara thinks are excellent, they all help each other, inspire each other. Oh, I went to that guy, you know, here's where you get this made in China, or here's a great social media forum to help you with such and such. Here Here's a great guy that can help you with your logo. So like all of this Correct. brainstorming from people who are doing it themselves, who are succeeding themselves, who are achieving themselves, all supporting each other. And I thought, well, that's what Carrie's told me all along, to get people in your front row of life that are cheering you on, that believe in you. That's exactly right. And, you know, it's not just a camaraderie of, okay, can I share my frustration and we can, you know, figure this out together. Because what I don't do is bring people into a room to commiserate and whine about what they're doing. 
what they do come in and say, okay, if this is how we're feeling, how can we fix this and work together to move on? And so what they're doing is locking arms with each other so that they're encouraging each other and saying, you can do this. You know, you're just having, you know, one bad moment or one growth spurt that you need to work through and I'm going to be here for you. But just like you said, what's happening, Angie, is that they are in a group. And when I end every group, I ask them to share the one need they have to get to the goal that they have in the next 30 days. Ah. And when they shout out that one need, inevitably there is somebody in the room that says, I can help you with that. I'm the right person for that. Or I know the person, perfect person for that. And all it takes is just saying, I have this need and having somebody else saying, I want to help you with that. And, you know, when we, when we work so autonomously thinking we can figure it out, it's so painful. It slows the process down so much. And so I just really encourage people to reach out to at least one person today that you know might have the answer to your need, whether it's personal or whether it's your business. And, you know, what I want to tell you um, today, Angie, is that we believe so much in this community. Today, this morning, we launched a free Facebook group page that anybody can go on right now and get in called Infinite Nation Community. Infinite Nation Community, and anyone can join yep. and support each other. Anyone can join, yep. And these are entrepreneurs achieving their dreams, helping each other. And I just think that brainstorming sometimes can really mean a lot. And also the accountability. If someone else knows that you have to do A, B, and C this week, and then you check in with them later in the week, you know that you have to get A, B, and C done because you're going to ask them if they got their things done. Right. Love that. Right. All right, Carrie, besides, or give us the group again and your website. Website is InfiniteNation.com. And the Facebook group? Infinite Nation Community. Excellent. Thank you, Carrie Conley. You're the best. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.